podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 211, live from Sun and Fun 2019, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. And welcome back to Sun and Fun Radio, 1510 AM, live ATC.net slash SNF is how you can listen to us live and stream all year long. We are live from the deck here with the co-host from the Stuck Mike Avcast, and this is our live show that we do every year. And uh, thanks to Dave Schalbetter for letting us do this. We love coming live from uh, Sun and Fun, Sun and Fun Radio. Joining me on the deck right now is Larry Overstreet. Welcome, Larry. How you doing, man? Hey there. We need to turn on the uh, air conditioning. Nice we do. It's nice to see everybody in person here. This is fun. <laughs> yes, it is. We're having a great week with that. You know? uh, oh, I know. I know. And then uh, Tom Frick is also joining us on the deck. Hi, Carl. I agree. Where's the air conditioning lady? I know. We need, a, we need a, a little bit of a fan here going. And then... Uh, Shortly joining us is going to be Michael McClellan. Michael, welcome on the deck. Thank and, you for having me, Larry. And and, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna uh, introduce Michael a little bit later and talk about uh, you know what he does, that type of stuff, and why we brought him on. Just a, a great air show type announcer and also interviewer extraordinaire and uh, knocked it out of the park this year live on the deck. Also with us is uh, an aviation safety investigator type person, Bill English. Hey, Bill. Hey, yeah, warm and toasty here on the deck. Good to be here. <laughs> well, be- before we get uh, started, we already heard from our sponsor, AviationCareersPodcast.com, offering scholarships, career coaching, and interview preparation. Uh, to find out more, go to AviationCareersPodcast.com. There's always coupons in the top right. Also, if you want to actually stream this, you can go to the top of AviationCareersPodcast.com and also Stuck Mike Avcast. Uh, news and announcements. Uh, we we are going to be doing this live again next year. That's our big announcement. But we also wanted to mention, I keep saying we don't do the Deland show, right? So that's actually uh, the Light Sports Showcase. I hope I get that right. Jenna Phillip, you know, excuse me if I don't get that right. But we are actually going to be live from that show uh, with Dave Schalbetter. Uh, he does this really cool uh, Facebook Live uh, type event. And we go, they go around and do all sorts of interviews. The reason I can never make it to that, it's in November, the first week. And uh, that's actually when I have the regional competition for my flight team, for the college flight team that I coach. And another cool thing is that flight team is going to be competing right here on the campus at Sun and Fun. Sun and Fun has uh, said they are going to host the regionals this year and possibly in the future, not to put pressure on them, is actual nationals. And they can do that. I mean, this is one incredible event organization that they have here. 
Well, first of all, before we let's go into the cruise flight and talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're talking a little bit about o- Open Pod Night. Uh, I don't know who was able to make it there uh, at Open Pod Night. Larry, uh, Tom, and uh, it really was a success. A lot of you guys had to pull away. We went for three hours, actually, uh, of talking about podcasts. And it's amazing when you get a bunch of really passionate aviation podcasters together, how much they can talk about airplanes. And, and it's really good to see that there's that many of them around. You know, I mean, it was surprised oh, yeah. to see just how many groups came up and how many people were involved with our open pod night. It was really good to see how the passion. Oh, there. Yeah, it really was. And it, what was really cool is to see people from all different aspects. You know, remember we had uh, the UAV Digest on, and then of course, well, they said the antithesis there is going to be something like the stuck my calf cast, but but also UCAP uncontrolled airspace. And it's like you know they didn't they didn't feel that you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> Although they, at times they can be critics of, of the UAVs, etc. But uh, anyway, one of the things we're going to do tonight, we're going to do a roundtable discussion, and we have some guests tonight. Uh, our hosts here this evening. We're going to talk a little bit about you know the different products that we saw at Sun and Fun, things that impressed us. Uh, also, some of the cool planes that we saw, maybe even some of the planes we rode in. And uh, and then after that, well, we are going to have a drawing here live on the deck uh, for some sunglasses. Uh, Method 7, Method7.com is the sponsor of Sun and Fun Radio. And at one time, the uh, they had a lightning strike that actually hit the antenna and blew out a lot of the equipment. Looked around for a sponsor, someone to step up. Method 7 Eyewear said, you know what, we're going to step up and... Uh, we're going to help uh, repair that equipment. Thank you, Method 7. They're also giving away uh, six pair of eyewear. I don't know who got to see those eyewear or not, but they are really cool. They are nice. They're really nice. When you look through them, and it doesn't look like anything I've seen before. It's not like normal sunglasses. So and is it correct to call them blue? Is that the color? Yeah. I know it's something else, and I can't remember what the name of it was. Does anybody remember the name of that color? I, I don't remember the name of the color. It's in the blue range. Yeah, yeah it's in the blue range. <laughs> Yeah, they're good, and you know, as they were showing them to me, it's the color, it's what they're made out of, it's how they fit. I mean, they're 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 definitely put some infrared, real thought into infrared them. heat protection, UV protection. Right. I mean, they're just really really good. Titanium for arms that bend so they won't get get broken by your headsets. Yep. I mean, um, somebody told me today they were actually fashioned so that you can get an oxygen mask on, and and you know that they're compatible with that as well. I mean, pretty cool stuff. Could have used them today when I was doing the virtual reality. I actually went back to uh, the uh, Mission MAF Mission Aviation Fellowship tent, and they have that Kodiak back there. You can actually climb around inside it if you go inside the tent. I don't know if anybody did this. It did a virtual reality. I said, No, 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 I don't have time. She said, No, you're gonna sit down, try this. So I was like, Okay. This little little lady he just pushed me in the chair. I was like, oh My gosh. <laughs> so I rolled into. It. I was gonna say no, and all of a sudden. I'm, Looking at uh, Papua Indonesia and uh, all the different tribes, and suddenly I'm in an aircraft flying around, and there was a mounted camera on the left wing looking back at the cockpit, and I had forgotten to turn my head, and I went like this, and I was like, oh, wait, I can see. And then I, I turned my head back, and there was a runway to my left, and he was making this slow, shallow left turn into the runway. And as we were coming down, it felt like I was actually in the cockpit flying, and uh, on final approach, I'm like, Hey, something's wrong here. You know that optical illusion. The the runway actually actually goes slopes way up, not just up a little bit. I was like, this is too short. But then I realized if we're going to land and go uphill, I think we'll make it. And we get on the we got on the ground. And remember, the last thing I flew was an Airbus, and so we flare. And I'm in the flare with this guy, and I'm just like totally scared, saying I am going off the end of the runway. And sure enough, he gets up to the top. He actually had to add power to get up. I was just going to say, you you think it's less than three degrees? 
Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, not, not at all. No, not at all. It, it's kind of an odd look. It is. It really is. Um, you know, another uh, one cool thing, by the way, about uh, Sun and Fun is being able to meet those guests at like Method Seven, and yep. uh, not just talk about them. We actually get get to meet the CEO and the president, the founder of Method Seven. They're actually over here in the booths over on on the side here. I don't actually have the booth numbers, but it's pretty easy just to find it on uh, actually on the directory, and we'll get that for you in a minute. Uh, but they're also having a drawing online. So if you're listening to this, it's uh, snfradio.com twenty fifth anniversary of the radio station here at Sun and Fun. It's pretty awesome. We got uh, Dave Schalbetter to come on board and start talking on a microphone. He hasn't shut up since. Uh, so <laughs> 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 but we, and we love Dave. Thanks so much for, for doing this for all those years. And uh, I, uh, One of the things that I really love about Dave is the fact that he gets all these really talented people together uh, to work here on the deck. And for him for podcasters. You yeah. know, I mean, he's, oh, yeah. he saw the value of, of having the, Great the, the, the uh, radio station and then has o- just opened his arms to all these podcasters so that we can hone our craft here as well. So Imagine so. what 25 years ago, if somebody had told me we were going to host podcasts, what that would have on meant your 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what is a podcast? And you, know, you heard that quite a bit. Um, but uh, getting back to Method 7, by the way, get on there, method7.com. Uh, click in right uh, for the drawing, click your name, etc. hit submit, and then you will be able to uh, get, I think it's three more pairs that they're auctioning off, and and then uh, you also can come here to the radio station and do that. I think uh, so. Larry is actually showing me what the booth number is, and when you get old like me, sometimes you can't see that close. And I fly airplanes, so it's actually in B B B twelve and thirteen. Is it's where good the, that you're good at looking at things that are a little farther away. Thank God. <laughs> it's like really, really, Larry, that little computer. I can't see that, but so so head on over to the booth. What they're doing is they're actually letting you get fit on those glasses or eyewear, yeah. I should say, and, and let you have the demonstrator. And, and they'll on. also do uh, prescription lenses as well, of course. Right, right. And if you have your prescription, by the way, uh, I don't know if they have it here. I don't think they do. The, they do everything. They'll take the prescription except for your PD or your pupil distance. Uh, they'll actually measure that, I think. If they don't, I know they have a dice they can send to you to actually measure that. Uh, so uh, prescriptions, not a problem. Uh, very well designed. Uh, it's a eye, eyewear that's shipped all over the world. You know, starts off. Uh, I think it was in Germany, then it ends up. Uh, I think in Switzerland, then Ger- Germany, Switzerland, then Italy, and no, Japan, and then back to our to our eyes, which is kind of cool. That's a long long travel. That's for sure. Uh, uh, just coming up too. By the way, we have to remind you, Bristol Aircraft. John Rathmiller is going to be here to talk a little bit about his Bristol wonderful. Uh, aircraft fit and finish. We're also going to have some other folks come up on the deck to talk to us from some of the other podcasts about, you know, different products they saw, cool planes that they've seen at the show. But uh, anyway, one of the people that we have on deck here uh, I wanted to introduce you to is Michael McClellan. He's uh, somebody you probably haven't heard on the podcast. We're hoping to have him on more and more. Uh, somebody who stepped up and said, hey, I want to I want to uh, actually be, uh, yes, we're going to pull him in. <laughs> Somebody, I, I didn't realize how much experience he had in doing interviews and uh, bangs it out of the park with the interviews and live uh, shows, etc. But Michael actually has quite a background uh, in doing shows uh, that we didn't realize. So, Michael, welcome. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about you and your aviation background. Uh, but first, before we do that, I, I noticed there's this tattoo. It looks like some wings on your arm. Uh, yeah, I got my I got my wings, and um, I think '04 I was a first light sport. Um, actually, fixed wing pilot Morris Yoder worked with the FAA, and he was actually the first light sport. But he got that in a in a in a powered parachute. 
he actually, it was a chicken and the egg thing. He actually signed off, the FAA signed him off, then he signed off the FAA at the same exact time. Interesting. So how'd you get into flying? I have never asked you that question. Oh, man. How much time do we have? Oh, boy. We got about two, hour and a half. Can you wrap it up by then? <laughs> I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I've all, I grew up next to an Air Force base, watched the Air Force fly um, throughout my, my whole life. My family had no history of no... No, nobody in my family had ever even flown in an airplane that I knew of. Oh. And I set out, we grew up on a ski lake. I had ski boats all my life. And so we would we'd sit out there in the middle of the lake in the ski boat, and, you know, and look at the airplanes fly. And so it, I had an opportunity. I, you know, I saw, I saw a, a pterodactyl in a shopper's guide in Valdosta, Georgia. Bought it for $800. Had, mm-hmm. nothing, had no information about the airplane. And I took that airplane out to the Adel Airport, which was abandoned basically at the time. <coughs> Um, Bill Clapp is managing that airport now and doing some great things with it. But I learned how to fly. I taught myself how to fly that airplane. Uh, One day when I was on the runway trying to learn how to fly Sam Nunn, he was a senator in Georgia, he lands a DC-3 there on that airport. And I had no idea any of the very dangerous thing to do. I had no idea of any of the rules or anything. I'm lucky I didn't kill myself. Um, But I learned to fly that pterodactyl, learned how to repair that pterodactyl as well. Bought everything I could find from, I was fixing it with crazy things like lawn chairs. That's one of the things that Sun and Fun does for us, is it gives us the education and the networking to, to talk to other people and find out, you know, what the, what the proper way to do something is. If I had had an opportunity, if I had realized Sun and Fun was here, that was in 1987. If, if I had realized Sun and Fun was here in 1987, man, I would have blown this up. I would have been down here soaking up this like a sponge. But it wasn't until 1996, 1997 that I started coming to Sun and Fun. I bought a Kolb Firefly by that time. The, the pterodactyl was wind chimes. I mean, and that's, many of you don't know that ultralights make an incredible wind chime. <laughs> really? They really <laughs> make do. Make a lot of noise. The, the, different, the different sizes of the tubes and the, oh. and the length of them. I mean, you can make some really nice wind chimes out of an ultralight. Really? <laughs> Is that what wound up happening? That's what wound up happening to the pterodactyl. I was fortunate enough to be in some magazines with the designer of that pterodactyl, Jack McCornack. Um, really done some great things, you know, with the people, you know, and represented the product through the years. And um, I started, um, actually, I started volunteering in, in, um, in Paradise City counting planes in, 90, in 1999. Actually, this, this is my 20th year. Wow. I counted planes for a couple of years, and um, there was a crotchety gentleman up there with an English accent that he did the commentating on that aircraft, on, the, on all the aircraft. And he was, and, and I, I, I was up there with him, and I, I, I knew by this time I knew the aircraft because it had been a couple of years, and so he didn't care about light sport. You know, there were a lot of light sport flying at the time, or starting to fly. What light sport wasn't coming in yet, but we were flying under the 103 exemption. We were really pushing the envelope by this time, and so I started doing the commentating, and I do a couple of other shows around, do some a uh, number of other things as well as you know air shows for different performers and. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I stopped doing the um, flight line commentating here at Sun and Fun and started, I came on board with Dave Schaubetter. He gave me an invitation I couldn't refuse here to join Sun and Fun Radio. And, and I tell you, this is a family atmosphere that I really enjoy, and I really appreciate you guys being kind enough to let me come aboard. Now, we're happy to have you. That, I mean, you just bring so much to the, to the radio here. Just talk a little bit more about the, the other thing that you talked about, the, the, you said announcing, air show announcing. What exactly did you do? Well, what they do is they'll 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 have like I did Patty, I've done Patty Wagstaff. Um, I'm not sure if I've done it here at this show or not, but other shows I do. Um, I do Batman. Um, 
um, Eugene oh, yeah. Knock. I do the Batman shows around. We know when he needs to copter. Yeah, I do that. Yep. I do the um, the drunk farmer sometimes for the okay. um, <laughs> for the gentleman that does the junk, drunk farmer. I think he flies a just aircraft. Is that because you're from Long Island and that you with that accent? <laughs> Is that why you got? That yeah, that's cut? the funny thing about it. I'm the only one here that does not have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> you all sound funny is what he's trying to say. <laughs> and the reason I know that, that I don't have an accent is my mom and dad talk like this. Huh? <laughs> so then you moved on from doing those air shows and then back into, you know, over here with the light sport. You got really, really involved, by the way, in the light sport. I thought that was cool. And and you have a, a wide range of knowledge, which is cool, about the different aircraft, et cetera. You mentioned something, though, that I'm not sure I understand what it is. You said you were counting aircraft? Yeah, you know how it is. We have to keep track of everything going on here at Sun and Fun. Um, you know, just like a Paradise City, they have to keep track of the um, of the rotations, you know, the landings and takeoffs there in Paradise City. So that was one of, like, the bottom job in Paradise City. Like, the, the entry-level position was counting planes. So that's like the, the water boy kind of thing? Well, exactly. I looked around, and I saw, um, and I, you know, I'm... I'm walking around the air show and, and flying here, and I'm and the volunteers were having more fun than I was. I paid to get in and and looked around. These guys, they're they're having a great time, you know, just like the guys here on the decks here at um, at Sun and Fun Radio. And so I, I thought to myself, I told a friend of mine, Ed Kelly from Madison, Florida. I said, Look, I want to be part of that. I said, Let's volunteer. I said, When we come back from lunch, I said, Let's volunteer. Well, when you volunteer and you get uh, a little bit uh, higher up in the ranks, you wind up not getting out and having fun anymore. You have to sit on the deck. Well, that's exactly that's exactly how it happened for me because I went from counting planes to being a commentator for 12 hours a day. Yeah. So. And that became a little more than I wanted. So no more looking at airplanes. Yeah. Hey, y'all want to look at the show? No, oh, man, I want to go lay down. <laughs> that's been happening to me every night. But uh, as a matter of fact, uh, first time ever that for me for this show, uh, I got actually in a cart and ran out and looked at airplanes. And I haven't looked at planes, I think, in about two years, three years. Uh, about five years ago, I, uh, I think it was, no, it was longer than that. Jeez. Ten years ago, I went out to the vintage uh, ramp and told my wife, I said, uh-oh, it's a little dangerous putting me out there in a cart and looking at airplanes. The last time I went to vintage, I bought one. And, uh, <laughs> and she's like, you didn't buy an airplane this time, did you? I said, no, I just had $40 in my pocket. <laughs> so, but you had that credit card. That's what she was worried about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The checkbook was at home when we kept it there. I tell you, there were a lot of neat-looking planes, though, that I, I definitely wanted to jump on. But, Michael, uh, we appreciate your coming here and helping us out with the podcast, and we do hope to see you more uh, in, in the future. But going back to the tattoo that we talked about this once before and i kind of want to get a little background what what exactly is on, on your arm <laughs> which arm it, on the left arm <laughs> on the left arm um well I, I was fortunate enough i, I was a cfi under the exemption under flight part 103 and mm-hmm. we were flying aircraft that were no longer fit the part 103 it, maybe tell people what that oh, yeah, exemption what is, is all right part 103 but when um, when john moody first first strapped a uh, mccullough chainsaw engine to a um to an easy riser that he bought out of the back of popular mechanics and, and manufactured that himself and he took off off of a frozen lake bed, I believe, in Wisconsin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, st- he started something that still has not stopped today. He started the ultralight movement. He took that aircraft to Oshkosh, Jack, um, Chuck Lazarzak, who actually later um, started CGS Aviation with the Hawk line of ultralights. He manufactured a reduction drive. Now, when they were spinning these, um, these props on these chainsaw engines, they were spinning a really tiny prop extremely fast. Not producing very much thrust, but producing a whole lot of noise. Mm-hmm. So, according to with Chuck's uh, invention of this reduction gear, which is just a series of belts, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of different size belts, just like you see in today, they were able, able to turn a larger prop much slower, give you an incredible amount of thrust in relation to the horsepower produced by the engine. 
And so that started the ultralighting. So FAA come in, gave them part 103, give you know some parameters to fly under they had to be weight shift at the time and they expanded it and, and even how they're, they're still doing today when they're changing the sport pilot classification but then they realized that they needed an exemption for training which i desperately needed when i started and so they allowed it a side by side or not a side by side but they allowed a two part a two person plane yeah. under the exception so we were really flying some airplanes that and looking back on it now i'm surprised the fa didn't step in earlier but we really, I mean, so then the sport pilot classification came in, and it was it was an, an umbrella, an umbrella rule to take everybody in, and you know to to and it was and it was a good rule. It, it went a little farther than we wanted it to, but I was a part of the blitz with um John uh, Jim Stevenson with ASC um, Aerosports Connection Magazine. He was one of the it's one of the the EAA, the USUA, and the ASC were the ones that issued the exemptions under the FAA's criteria that you could fly. Um, and give training in ultralight. Well, I was, as a CFI, I was invited to attend the Blitz in uh, 03, somewhere along in there. Mm-hmm. And so I did that, and, and I was able to, it just so happened that, you know, I've just, you know how we are, we always first in line. And I just happened to get, I just happened to be the first one to actually, you know, get the sport pilot certificate. Cool. Fixed wing. Really? And that's what the tattoo means. I was really proud of it at the time. And I have a private airport in Georgia, and that's the, the, the federal identifier numbers for the, my private airport. McClellan Field? McClellan, Air, McClellan Airport, um, 7 Golf Alpha 2, um, 5 east of Valdosta, Georgia, Airport BLD, and 10 south of Moody Air Force Base. Can we fly in there? You can absolutely fly in there, Carl. Great. 2,500 foot with blocked approaches and buzz the goats off the runway. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in there, but it's, just don't bring the jet blue. No, no, I definitely won't. <laughs> well, we really appreciate and and what you've done being the first. That's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, it was on. It was totally an accident, and it was oh, just, just it was an accident. You know, being it wasn't something I sought out to do. It was just being at the you know being at the head of the line. Yeah, being the first light sport. What do you think of light sport now? You know, you've seen it for over the the many years. Um, what, what's your opinion? Is it a success? I think it is. I think it offers um it offers an, an option for a medical. You can fly a um, light sport a, a, um, light sport aircraft with a third class medical. It's changing so much that um you know that I, what I it, it's a good it's a good rule and it was it, it gave the FAA the ability to come in to bring everybody in. I was able to use my logbook training as a as an ultralight pilot as toward I, I had I had zero instruction in an aircraft to get my to get my uh, to get my license originally now you take 20 hours they don't they mm-hmm. no longer allow that that was a, a, a short time as they say a limited time off for some settling may acquire may require may require but um, <laughs> it was it actually worked out really well for me but somebody coming in now you know that you really need to look at your mission if you ever we talked about going IFR flying into Cuba right if you ever want to go IFR you may want to look at a private pilot certificate if all you want to do is fly around the patch and under 1320 with the pilot and the passenger, and you know, you're hesitant about the medical, and you can pass the third-class medical, the sport pilot is definitely for you. Some people so, have an argument, I was going to say, about the fact that you should do the sport pilot anyway. Just go ahead and go get it so you can go start flying around. It was incredibly difficult for me. Well, as the first one because the FAA was walking around, around outside. It was a nine-hour process for me. My check ride was... I think six hours. Wow! And they, and they were all coming over to see you. No, they were they were they were pacing the hallway outside. Yeah. And my instructor, um, Rock, or my my um, instructor, not instructor, DPE, but DPE, Romke Sikama, there in Sebring. 
he was as nervous as he could be because he had five minutes before I took the test, he had just taken the test and got his. So, you know, as you were talking about light sport, I mean, I've been in the GA world and above since the beginning, you know, so I don't understand that much about light sport. And when they just... Um, Revise the rules and uh, with basic med, you know. Uh, I heard people talking like, "Uh oh, that's gonna, it's really gonna affect light sport." Did it? Well, honestly, I I, I spend so much time learning the airplanes that um, that a lot of that, a lot of the basic med, the changes to basic med and all, I'm really not really not current on. But um, if if basic med comes out like I think it will, it it'll it it will tremendously impact light sport. I love light sport because of all the advances that have happened since they started. I mean, these aircraft are absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah. they, their aircraft are better than some of the IFR-equipped aircraft that I fly right now. I tell you, I challenge you. If you're a GA pilot, I challenge you to go over to Paradise City or, or well, I have, Sport Air and look at the panels on these airplanes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the room in them. You know, I mean, I've seen some of these smaller airplanes. You know, it's got a 49-inch wide cockpit in it. You know, I mean, I'm 6'3". We have one coming up later you know, on with a 30, 51. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. know, so, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's something I can fit in. And mm-hmm. it's really well appointed, and they're, it's not like they're slow either, you know. So, I mean, the, it's really nice aircraft. And for what you can fly for the level of certificate that you got to have, I mean, it's really a good option for a number of people. Yeah. You know, I did a, uh, I did a, an interview earlier for... Um, for an airplane that was um, it's a firewall forward all aluminum aircraft 400 hours to build and this is all matched hole drilling 400 hours to build 19,000 from the firewall back wow wow and it's a rugged aircraft I mean it's a, it's a tried and true design there's a couple of similar aircraft on the field to it so I don't want to call the name of it but it's, um, it's a tried and true design but 19,000 firewall backwards I mean that's no engine and no avionics Correct, but that's a big leap. Once you once you finish that airframe in 400 hours, it's going to take you some. It's going to take you some time unless you have, uh, if you have a job and a family, right. it's going to take mm-hmm. you some time because you have to have that 400 hours out of your normal schedule. Sure. But then, to be able to complete an aircraft for for nineteen thousand dollars and have that aircraft on the gear, sitting there waiting on the en- waiting on an engine, and and you know you don't have to have a glass cockpit. You know a six pack works really well. You know steam gauges, not the beverages. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I thought I was talking about my physique. <laughs> oh, we were talking about keg actually. So there. you can actually, so you can actually get into flying in a in a safe side by side aircraft, all metal aircraft that's that's a tried and true design. It's not something like a lot of us, you know, cobbled together through the years. But this is a an aircraft that you can take and be proud of anywhere. And and you can fly it anywhere too. You can fly it to the Bahamas, et cetera. So that, that that's something else we we definitely need to. Uh, to think about is that it really can be used uh, throughout the world, even, and then one of them being the islands, you know. Correct. Not just the, a ba- not just a backyard flyer. Yes, that's for sure. Well, we got just about another minute before we go to br- break. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, light sport aircraft, and uh, we're going to have someone come up on the deck right after the break. So stay tuned. And that Bristol that we were talking about, I think I found somebody that might be able to tell us a little bit about it. I recognize him as he come up smiling, and I've known him for many, many years. And if he don't know anything, if he don't know it about a Bristol, it's not, it does not exist. Well, folks, you're listening <laughs> to 1510 AM, live SNF is where you can stream us live. We're going to go to a break. Stand by, stay here, because we're going to talk more about live sport. 
We're back here on the deck live, Sun and Fun Radio. You're listening to us on 1510 AM out there in the field right now, walking around, or you're streaming us live on liveatc.net slash SNF. As a reminder, tonight at 730 tonight, we have the Night Air Show. And if you haven't seen that, it is Awesome. Last night, got to watch it from my house, uh, backyard, because it uh, wasn't feeling so good. So I went to went home and had a beer on my porch and went to bed. Uh, but tonight, we're going to have some really cool shows. Uh, oh, Lee Lauderback's going to kick it off with his P-51, doing so, some uh, maneuvers out there. Aeroshell is going to be there, of course. Gene Susi, Manfred. He's, oh, he's going to be in the sail plane. That's right. And then, the, oh, you know, the Sonics is coming, too. That's going to be the cool. The Sonics jet. Yeah, uh, it's like you have a Sonics, right? It, it, it has amazing. It, similar, yeah, except mine doesn't have the jet yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, amazing uh, LED lights uh, on that thing. And uh, what a what a beautiful show that was. You've seen yeah. it before, I'm oh, assuming. Yeah, yeah. So I just, we're just trying to get these people to stay, of course, and, and come out for that night show. If you can. if you have not been to a night air show, when you're done with dinner here, you need to turn around and head right back out to that uh, flight line because you it will be something that you will not forget. Oh, that's for sure. Well, uh, joining us on the deck here is uh, somebody that we've been talking to all week. But before I introduce him, uh, again, Larry Overstreet, Tom Frick, we got Michael McClellan, Bill English, and myself, Carl Valeri, from the Stuck Mike Avcast, and we're bringing this live from Sun and Fun Radio, 25th anniversary of Sun and Fun Radio. Big hats off to David Shalbetter. Actually, we will be doing a drawing, hopefully live, uh, on the deck a little later uh, for a pair of aviation eyewear. Uh, from Method 7. Method7.com is our sponsor. Uh, stood up and uh, did some repairs on our station and also just a wonderful sponsor uh, of the air show in general. We're going to have a drawing at uh, at different parts of the show and also during the week. Uh, go to snfradio.com. You don't have to be here to be in it. Uh, you can win, and uh, we'll send them to you. We just have to contact you. Or you can come up onto the deck here at Sun and Fun Radio. People always ask, where are you? Uh, we're at the corner of Club S and Voyager Drive. Well, gosh, that's not really good directions. Uh, I like to tell people, go left at the tree and right at this. So if you look at Sunset Grill, Honda Generators are right there near that corner. Yeah. Across from also My Radar, if they're still back there, <laughs> we're across the street. They from, are the big blue my uh, bus. Back to the... Uh, Sorry, purple. <laughs> purple. Big purple bus. Uh, pr- blue purples. That's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long I day. I <laughs> the AOPA tent too it's blue <laughs> before we went to the break Michael we were talking about the success of uh, light sport yes. and uh, if we felt it was a grand success and uh, why don't you introduce our guest here and uh, and we also want to maybe kind of continue that conversation talk a little bit about his aircraft well we were talking about panels when we were you know I challenged everybody to go by um, the Paradise City or the light sport area and look at the panels on the light sport aircraft especially if they've been flying GA for a while and one of the aircraft I specifically had in, in mind was um, was the Bristel that John Rathmel has been flying for many years um, it's been around for 11 years I believe now um, John Rathmel one of the US importers for this aircraft and really a great pilot I've had an opportunity to fly with John so welcome John hi guys thanks for having me welcome we um as we as we see these aircraft fly around the pattern and and, and, some, and um, Paradise City is an excellent opportunity to get up close and personal. I believe it's one of the closest places that you can get up and see aircraft fly in the pattern. So you can have an opportunity to go up and not only just see it in a magazine, but actually climb in the aircraft and experience the aircraft. And that's an important aspect of of of, of purchasing an aircraft because many like you, I own a Sonex and I built that Sonex never having flown in one. Yep. But that's not the case with the Bristel. You, know, you purchase the Bristel, you can fly in that aircraft before you purchase it. 
Yeah, it's kind of great. I mean, we've been doing each of the shows, uh, the the different uh, Sebring shows, and we've known each other from there. Michael and I have been spending some time. He does a lot of announcing. I do a lot of demo flying, and the guys get up personal, get in the airplane, do do, um, demos here. We can also do them here at Sun and Fun. So we fly in and out of that uh, Paradise City uh, grass strip, which is just an absolute blast, a little 2,000-foot grass strip on the backside of this whole operation. And during this whole air show, you can continue to, all but during the air show hours continue to fly and come out and get a, a demo in these airplanes sit down in them see how they really react and watch watch them fly around i have to tell you last couple of years we've done fewer of them here we do a lot of them elsewhere because guys like to really you know get get involved but when they first find out about the airplane they sort of stop them in their tracks they look at it and say 51 inch cabin wow faster than the skyhawk that's great and they jump in and it's bigger than a cirrus inside in terms of uh, shoulder width and, and comfort, and then we got some European luxury on the on the seating. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that, I've got to jump in there because I, I have to I have to I have to comment on that because not only is do you have the space, but this aircraft is is built like a luxury car. Right. You know? Right. You know, and we're very fortunate, and we we got the latest Garmin packages. The airplane can be flown. We one of the couple things, the little teasers we've been talking about earlier this week. Larry and I touched on it just barely. Then off mic, we talked about what it's like to be able to fly the airplane's IFR. There's a, a light sport. Wait a minute. Well, if you're flying under light sport rules, of course you're not flying IFR. You've, mm-hmm. you've backed away from that. But let's say you're an IFR pilot and you want to fly IFR. The airplane can be rigged up to meet 91205. You can still have your instrument proficiency check. You can have your IFR ticket. We can put the IFR equipment in the airplane. Then and you can file and fly IFR. And 91205 is the FAR regulations that That's identify right. what is legal to fly as an, as an IFR aircraft. That's right. Well, we've been thinking about this for a long time. They've got guys flying out in all the great uh, RVs that have been built. And the FAA has no mm-hmm. problem with those airplanes fly on IFR. So we said, okay, if we meet 91205, can we let others come and fly this SLSA? Maybe slide it into the ELSA category because when you put it into the E category, you become the person responsible for the limitations. And at that point, you can file and fly IFR just like you could with any other GA airplane. Here's a little secret. Now that we're on the deck and no one can hear us, it's just between us girls, you can revert back to SLSA, which is where you can fly the airplane commercially one time. So you can have it in as a factory-built airplane. It could be an SLSA. You can then change it at birth to an ELSA, fly at IFR, file IMC, and when you want to sell it, if it has to go to a commercial operation or back into a flight school, you can convert it one time. It's a one-way doorway back to LSA, and it has to be exactly as it was when it came out. So you can't make changes. You can't do the, the usual experimental stuff. I decided to add this. I've been doing all my own work, and that stuff's not going to fly. But what you can do is convert it factory to your airplane is at E, fly at IFR, switch it one time back to S, and it's back in the commercial service. So the guys are trying to think five years down the road, I may not want this airplane anymore. Where will I be able to sell it if it wants to go commercial or lease it back to a school? Then it can go back to S. You can still file IFR under the SLSA, but you can't fly IMC per the POH. But it meets all the requirements. Yeah, that's one of the interesting aspects of the experimental category. The ability to do your own annuals, the ability to do your own maintenance on the aircraft, and the ability to change your panel at any time you want to. Right. Um, well, and, I, and we were talking a little bit earlier about this at the start of the 
uh, discussion. I mean, is is light sport a success? And I would say that as light sport has kind of come along, the quality of airplane has improved tremendously. We got a lot of great manufacturers out there. Everybody really wants to do right by the by the marketplace. But we got a diverging income group, so you got folks who are doing better and better. You got some folks saying, "Man, I thought light sport was supposed to be cheap." Well, you know, buying a Cub is cheap. You can do that for 25000 bucks. It's usually cost of airplane ownership that keeps you from doing more. But you can find cheap airplanes with basic med. You can fly inexpensively, relatively, these days. But LSA is, is really a success in that it gives you options instead of trying to buy a brand new half a million dollar, million dollar airplane. You can get into something that is the cost of a maybe a second home. One hundred and fifty thousand to two hundred thousand dollar airplane, and even much less. And, and one of the reasons I think the Sport Pilot has been a success is we've had what fifteen years now yeah. coming into Sport Pilot, fifteen years of, of track record of, of manufacturers who knew the law was there, yeah. knew that they could invest the money, tool up their factories, sure. and build an aircraft that they could legally sell here. And when we had pilots waiting to fly under that classification, and, and for that only, I believe it's I believe it has been a tremendous success, but also. There are a number of different aircraft that you can fly. There, we talked about one, and, and I didn't name the aircraft specifically, but he, was, he has a firewall backwards kit, you know, the fuselage kit sure. for nineteen thousand. Yeah, it yeah. puts together and is a well, match told four hundred hours. It's like anything. If you look hard enough, you can find a way to do stuff inexpensively. You know, it's not expense. It's not inexpensive to become a road biker and get on a road bike and start bicycling. It's not inexpensive to Correct. do that. But if you decide to do it. You can find ways in. You can get a used bike. You can find ways. There's something out there for anyone. And I challenge everyone to come out to places like Sun and Fun. It's not hard to meet the people that are around this table who are senior experts, been around for a long time. It's not hard to have that conversation and say, where do I start? What do I have to do? And there's vendors like me. Give me a phone call if you're trying to figure out how to get back into flying, back into aviation. Uh, you know, we're easy to find. Bristolaircraft.com, you can look me up, and I'm glad to get in touch and see what we can do to help you. Light Sport Aircraft right here at Sun and Fun, a plane for every budget almost. That's exactly right. Sure. And plane for every budget and for every application, too. Seaplanes, uh, there's many different aircraft out there. Some really, you know, I'd love to have a seaplane and a biplane. I found one over there that is both, actually. <laughs> yeah. you know, back to the budget, I guess it would come back to, um, it'd come back to which you had more of. If you had more money than time or time than money. I like what mm-hmm. you said about the, the cost of an ex, a house or a summer home, that kind of thing. Sure. So, so what you could do with this aircraft is turn it into your summer home. Instead of just going to one place, the, the world sure. is your destination, really. Absolutely. And, and that's what I love about the airplane. And, uh, you know, I, I struggle with that myself. It's like, hey, should I get a, a house on, on, on the beach or should I have an airplane that can take me to every beach? For the once a, uh, a month or once every three months that you can go to the beach house, I would suggest have an airplane to go wherever you want once or twice or three times a month and make that their time that you spend getting away from it all. I mean, I've always thought, and I've been a, you know, an Air Force pilot in my background, you guys kind of know a little bit about that, but I'll give you a quick synopsis, about 8,000 hour pilot, um, still fly Learjets, Medevac, that kind of thing, and I'm still involved in all kinds of other aviation as an airline captain for a little bit. And, and uh, when you break ground, and those wheels come off the ground, I find that problems and issues on the ground have gravity, and they stay stuck there. And you are totally in the moment when you're up in the sky. That's good. And when you're tooling around the clouds, and they're, as I was doing, as I was coming in here, you know, the air show was on, it's a little bit delayed. I thought they were gonna reopen the field at five o'clock. They're opening at 5.30. 
that was coming flying straight into Paradise City. You can fly right into Sun and Fun and land on a grass strip if you're a vendor. And I was going by the clouds and I was thinking, this is not a bad day at work. I am liking this. <laughs> you know, I have the opportunity to fly my grandchildren in my field in Georgia. And so making me the an airplane makes me the favorite grandfather, and I really enjoy that title. <laughs> Being able to bring your family and friends to places they've never seen before and experience yeah. sights yeah. that they've never seen before. Yeah. I remember I took my wife over the Skyway Bridge and took her down yeah. downtown St. Pete, uh, flew around there, and no, we didn't buzz the tower and we didn't fly under the Skyway. That's what she tells my <laughs> friends. It was over. But it, it's something that I don't think – it's hard to describe to people I know with YouTube and with all the video cameras out there. It's terrific. I don't think we'll ever get rid of airplanes and flying. I mean, we talked about that with drones because people will always have the desire to want to be able to get off the ground and fly through the air like a bird, and this enables you to do that. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, that's one of my favorite hit points. I love, I'm love that you brought that up. You know, you think about since all the way back to pre-Da Vinci, anybody standing out there, any human, in the, in the course of human existence, when they looked up and thought, wow, if I could just get over that mountain, over that hill, to the other side... And in the course of human existence, it was never possible, and it's only been possible comfortably in the last 100 years. Uh, even more importantly, if we're lucky to be in the military and fly around the supersonic airplanes, uh, you know, as I've been fortunate enough to do, and other, and other real fast planes, that's all great. But regular guys can go out, and gals can go out and fly and get up in the air and learn to fly these days. I cannot imagine why anyone would not want to do that if they could. Mm -hmm. You mentioned gals, and that's one of my – I raise daughters. And so that's one of the things that I have always tried raising daughters is to build self-esteem. And there is nothing that I know of that builds self-esteem like getting your pilot's license and learning to fly. That's a true story. Yeah. And we've, we've seen a lot of um, – um, we've seen a lot of people during the during this year's Sun and Fun who you know promoting education and trying to get girls. We interviewed a girl earlier from the deck who um, I think she was Fly Girl was her, her mm -hmm. and yeah. she just scholarships and encourages ladies to, young girls to fly. And that's what our that's what our children need is more self esteem and, and being able to you know to count on themselves. You know, not asking for help from somebody else, knowing that they can they can they can provide for themselves. We set up a program uh, up in my hometown called Why Kids Fly, and so for kids in the YMCA, kids are inner city kids that never okay. have access, as they say, through the fence. And so the idea is they have to come up with an aviation give back program. If they work up this little program, show that they have a socially responsible program, they can apply, and whoever wins the program can come out and have a flight. When the kids come out to the airport, then we do a flight with all of them anyway. <laughs> That's a little another inside hint. Come on out, y'all gonna have to try, but everyone has to come out to the airport to see the the one person get their flight. Kids are like, this is gonna be terrible, and then everyone gets a flight and works out pretty cool. <laughs> I love the fact that you guys are advocating uh, younger folks getting into flying. You know, one of the th reasons I feel, and of course, women in aviation agrees, is that a lot of women don't get in aviation because they haven't had that role model. And uh, we look at the 7% in the airlines, and I think we're looking at the wrong number. We should look at the number of new pilots that are females, and that's growing. Uh, we have a high school over here, which is predominantly females, over 51%. And then you have more like in the college where I'm at, Polk State, we have, what, 18% percent or more and it's growing and the reason being is that the, the the message is getting out there you can have a girls fly day you can go to women in aviation and ask hey how can i sponsor a fly day as a corporate sponsor or as a local chapter you can do that and and it does increase your self-esteem but it, the other cool thing about having a women 
that you can talk to as a female and your your daughters can is the fact that they can actually relate to them the different challenges that you have that are specific to the female i mean i i cannot describe very well what it's like to be pregnant although i look it but it's it's just it's just <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that i i there's a lot of things uh, about the the fact that i i'm not one that has ever been told i couldn't do anything because i was a girl because i'm not a girl you know I, i've never heard that before and, and those are the kind of issues that they can help you with and and describe to you and help you you work through and it's great that play, people like you and and other vendors out here they really do believe in aviation and aviation should be for everybody and that's one of their Bristol aircraft does that too and i have to put a plug in for my for my partner lou mancuso the company's been around for more than 70 years and they've set up a, even a trust for for helping with scholarship for flyers and, and, and promoting flyers across the board they've been out on long island for a, lo- a long time and they, they really have really put their money where their mouth mouth is and uh, it's a it's integrated and woven into our whole system including the training piece the the transition piece getting people involved in aviation from a young age supporting people at the collegiate level it's been really good are there any scholarships you want to announce or anything like that? Or is that he just uh, donates his trust to those? Or is there a specific one you want to mention? I don't have a specific one okay. to mention, but that's, yeah. part, but that's part of it. Yeah, so one of the things that a lot of folks do in organizations that they give to these other bigger organizations like Women in Aviation, 99s, AOPA, that they have these scholarships. People ask me, what can I do? Well, go to those organizations because you really don't want to have your own scholarships unless you really know what you're doing. I mean, I obviously help people put scholarships together and help manage scholarships. But to partner with a larger organization that does two things for you, they do the management, it also gets the name out there. Name recognition Mm -hmm. is important. So WAI is an important organization to get out to female scholarships. Talking to John Rathmel with uh, Bristel Aircraft, bristelaircraft.com. Yep, BristolAircraft.com. BristolAircraft.com. Right. If I want to go fly one, I know it's a little late in the show, so one more day left. They can find you out, uh, well, your aircraft actually sitting out here in the, at the war, uh, I think That's it's right. the Veterans Plaza. Our opportunity to fly uh, window has shut. What's going to happen is uh, we'll be removing the airplane uh, tomorrow afternoon, but I'm going to fly over to uh, Friedrichshafen, the Aero uh, Friedrichshafen show. So I'll be uh, okay. headed to Zurich uh, two nights from now, and then we'll take a a little ferry across um, Lake Constance to get to the Friedrichshafen show. So that's now that great. is in Germany. That's in Germany. Those, yeah, those that's right. don't, we all realize that show is either before or either after Sun and Fun, depending on which year. Yeah, it's, and that it's, is very, the, it's very close. We have a meeting of all the, the sales managers over there and then the, the guys from around the world. There's a lot of folks from the, the Bristol Aircraft. There's 400 aircraft in the world, 50 year in the States. We're rapidly growing our market share here and doing a great job. i got to say our customers are the best part of that though they're the you've met a lot of them michael they're they're really fun gang they're, I mean, they're all happy to have their yeah, we, have, we have good folks where are you based here in the u.s i'm in lancaster pennsylvania yeah we we've had a little uh, operation there that's uh, more than 12 years old now uh, we had a little flight school repair station that's where we bring them in we te- retest fly them again after they come out of the out of the containers from the czech republic and then that we operate our sales operation from there and do some deliveries from there as well. And if, if you want to take a ride, when I suggest, why don't you go out to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Lancaster yeah. Airport, yeah. and not just get a ride in the aircraft. It's beautiful country out there. Great place to have a vacation. You're not far from Hershey Park. You've got the Amish country out there, and it's just beautiful. And uh, the rolling hills, the farms that uh, don't have electricity but are just absolutely beautiful with the, the white siding on them. And that's actually something you can do and see, not just from the ground, but in the air if you – 
hook up here with John Rathmel right. at Bristol Aircraft. Uh, you know, one of the things that I thought was really cool, I saw this Bentley uh, drive by the other day and had that new, uh, I guess it was a cream and red color in it. And I, I think I saw on your website that you folks uh, have that color combination. That's there. right. We have, we have, a, we have a, a, a nod to the Bentley seating yeah. because we, we have a, a racing seat that looks a lot like Bentley in our in our aircraft. So we, we affectionately refer to it as, as Bentley, the, the Bentley uh, version. Yeah. And, and other versions, too. I think there was Porsche. I think he had the Rolls version, That's right. too. Por- Porsche, Jag, Rolls. Yeah. yeah. So so if you want to look cool, you, you can actually <laughs> set them up in the, in the interior of the aircraft. Fit and finish is awesome. I, hats off to you on, on that with the aircraft and also uh, with the sales force. And the one other really important thing is service. I think one of the things that really is concerning in my life, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of other pilots too, is after I buy this aircraft and I have an issue, you know, where do I go and who can help me? Well, I'm flying an aircraft that's, uh, you know, maybe not that I may not know anybody else that flies it in my area. How am I going to get help? Well, let, let me take a snapshot for you of how the, a couple of ways we've done this. And Lou is a big driver on some of this. We brought a lot of parts in. Early on, and we bring uh, we have a now we have a steady uh, group of containers coming across uh, very regularly. So when the containers come across, we put parts in every single container. We have a big parts store in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, another store up in in uh, Islip, New York. Uh, the family business has been there for a long time, but we can do a lot of things, mostly and hardware. So a lot of things can come right from Spruce. So you guys just all they all they need to do is call in, get it from our parts manual. They can get buy it right from Spruce. A local mechanic can put it together. If you have a Rotex uh, certified guy and your airplane's still under warranty, your Rotex guy can work on the engine. That's pretty common nowadays. There's a Rotex guy behind every tree, and if you uh, very simply uh, give us a call, we can have stuff made. I gotta give you a real quick story, Carl. I hope you don't mind, but we had a one of our customers buy a plane, went up to Lake Tahoe, lived up there. And as he's flying his airplane, he was flying with another fella. Uh, and uh, without giving details of it, the airplane had an incident. It, it porpoised, and uh, it, it caught one wing and spun around, and it, and it broke up the wing. And the guy called, and he was completely devastated. He said, I can't believe I broke the rock star. This airplane was a white airplane when it got to us. We wrapped it in red. We named it the rock star. I said, man, that wrap look like, looks like a rock star. So we named it the rock star. He calls up and says, man, the rock star's dead. I said, I, I hope not. He goes, well, I'm going to need an estimate on this thing. And it looks like the wing might be shot. Everything else seems okay, but the wing is shot. So we looked at it, called the factory, and uh, other LSAs have a real problem getting letters of authorization and written instructions. We do not have that issue. Usually we can get an LOA within 24 to 48 hours. So if anybody's been in the experimental world or the LSA world, they come find out pretty quickly that we, we can come through fast. So this particular guy says, Rockstar's dead, wing shot, what are we going to do? I said, we'll call over and we'll get you a new wing mate sales guy I think that's possible so I called up and said how about getting this new wingmate and they said well they're individually drilled per every airplane there's no but making a new wing that's just not going to happen so we can't trash the whole airplane over a wing that's not possible he said well we'd have to have the airplane here and it would have to be a perfectly placed so we could go ahead and re-drill the new wing that's just we we're not in any position to do that I said what if I did send you the airplane he said well, that would be possible, but that's not practical. You can't just send me a busted airplane over here, ship it back to the Czech Republic, and it's shipping it. I said, I have a better plan. We did uh, 3D parts printing 
with plastic parts. We measured it, 3D AutoCAD. We made up the exact part. We made up the clone of the existing mateable parts. We then sent that clone over to them and they were able to drill the wing on the clone of our plane. When the wing came in the very next container, the airplane was back up and flying in 30 days with a brand new wing and it flew like it came out of the factory. Wow. It was really cool. That's good service. So now what we did was we measured every single airplane as it came back out of the factory. So anytime someone else breaks a wing, we look to those measurements. They can drill a new wing immediately and put it in the next container. They don't need need any information from us. I don't think there's anyone else in the industry doing that. I can't imagine anybody taking that effort to do it. (laughs) And hopefully we don't see that too often either. Well, stuff happens. Well, as long as humans, as long as humans operate it, they'll break it. Yeah, that's stuff for sure. Happens. Trust me, I do all the time. John, it's been great having you, man. Uh, for, you just got a couple of minutes left, so sure. where can they find you? And uh, on the internet also. And where you know, again, price points, real quick. We didn't really talk a lot about that with the aircraft, so if you can remind us. Sure, 2012 airplane you can pick up used for about uh, 100 and 120 thousand dollars. Works its way on up to about 160 thousand new. Then you can roll up to about 200 thousand, 250 with an IFR package. Find us at BristolAircraft.com. You can easily track us down. You can track us down some of our training information at the Landing Doctor. The Landing Doctor Lou Mancuso has a website, thelandingdoctor.com. So you can find us at BRM Aero is the manufacturer. Milan Bristella is the guy. So if you want to look at our factory Im- images, what's coming out of the factory right now, BRM Aero or Bristel.com. BristelAircraft.com is us here in the States. You can find us in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I suggest going there to take a look at that. That's a wonderful having you here. You're just a, a real advocate for light sport aircraft, also for the, the aircraft that you sell. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but also a BRS recovery chute. Yes. Did we talk about that a little? Just a reminder. Sure. That's something else that's going to be. Is that going to be extra? Oh, it's a little. It's, a, it's an extra add-on, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, we're here at uh, Sun and Fun Radio. Thanks so much, John, for coming on the deck here. We have somebody else we're going to bring up who actually owns a Bristol. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that. 15, 10 a.m., stream us live on liveatc.net slash SNF. We'll be right back. This is Trevor Semino from Chartedall, celebrating Sun and Fun Radio's 25th anniversary. You're listening to Sun and Fun Radio, WPEP 788, 1510 a.m. and online at liveatc.net slash SNF. Sun and Fun thanks our sponsor, Geico. Founded in 1936, the company serves more than 16 million private passenger customers, insuring more than 27 million vehicles, both auto and cycle. Visit Geico.com where you can purchase policies, make policy changes, report claims, and print insurance ID cards. Geico also provides insurance quotes on motorcycles, all-terrain vehicles, boats, travel trailers, and motorhomes. Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Sun and Fun thanks our official ice cream sponsor, Dairy Queen North Lakeland, as they celebrate their brand new store located at 4710 U.S. Highway 98 North in Lakeland. It's a fresh new building with a retro look and feel where you can stop in for some hot eats and cool treats, including my personal favorite, the Blizzard. Sun and Fun thanks our sponsor, Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Aircraft Spruce carries everything a pilot could need, including pilot supplies, aircraft parts, avionics and instruments, building materials and kits, and flight training supplies, always at the lowest prices, guaranteed.
As a leading aviation supply house in the world, Aircraft Spruce is dedicated to providing the highest quality products, accurate and complete same-day order shipment, and world-class customer service. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty is the proud sponsor of Hangar B and can be found at booths B1 through B9 or online at aircraftspruce.com. Center Fund thanks our sponsor, the Central Florida Development Council. For over 30 years, the Central Florida Development Council has been promoting Polk County as a premier business destination, advocating for key business issues, and working to grow Polk's economy based on high-skill, higher-wage, sustainable businesses. The CFDC offers business services to local and prospective companies looking to expand or relocate their operations in Central Florida's Polk County. You can find out more about how the Central Florida Development Council can help position your business for prosperity at cfdc.org. Sun and Fun thanks our sponsor, Aviators Hotline and AircraftForSale.com. Aviators Hotline, bringing buyers and sellers together in aviation for over 40 years. Aviators Hotline is the trusted monthly resource the aviation industry has relied on for over 40 years to help find or sell single or twin-engine piston aircraft and related parts and services. Available in print and digital format, Aviators Hotline is distributed to subscribers, qualifying FBOs, and aircraft owners worldwide. Get a free copy or subscribe at booth B32. You can stop by Aviators Hotline and Hangar B, booth B32, or visit them online at aviatorshotline.com. Since 1984, Gulf Coast Avionics has been a leading supplier of quality avionics from name brand manufacturers to keep pilots, aircraft owners, and operators flying. With a comprehensive inventory and its helpful and knowledgeable avionics experts, you're sure to find everything you need in avionics, ADSB solutions, instruments, headsets, pilot supplies, panel design, avionics repair, and more. And their lowest price guarantee means you'll never overpay. You can visit Gulf Coast Avionics in Hangar Delta or on the web at gulfcoastavionics.com. Sun and Fun thanks our sponsor, LiveATC.net. LiveATC.net is the place to listen to live air traffic control audio feeds from every corner of the world on your laptop, tablet, or smartphone. From the busiest airline hubs to your local airport, you can hear aviation in action at LiveATC.net. You can even volunteer to be a part of this unique network, helping to bring new receiver sites and frequencies online. You can follow them on Twitter, at LiveATC, or like them on Facebook. LiveATC.net, live air traffic from their headsets to you. Civil Air Patrol has three missions. CAP conducts most of the Air Force-supervised search and rescue operations in the United States, using more than 500 aircraft. It's also the largest aerospace education organization in the nation, and it serves more than 20,000 cadets ages 12 to 21 with leadership development, flight training, and other services. CAP has volunteer positions for pilots, non-pilot aircrew, IT professionals, educators, lawyers, and others. You can find out more about CAP's mission and how to join at GoCivilAirPatrol.com. Welcome back to the deck here, Sun and Fun Radio, 15, 10 a.m. We're streaming live, liveatc.net slash SNF. If you're walking out today, make sure you download the app, liveatc.net, and uh, and stream us live here at Sun and Fun, SNF, liveatc.net slash SNF. I'm joined here on the deck. We're rotating out uh, some of our, our co-hosts, and we have a couple few new guests on here. Uh, Michael McClellan is still here, Larry Overstreet is, and Bill English and myself, Carl Larry, uh, Michael, actually, I appreciate your coming for the first hour. We didn't get a chance to say say goodbye at the last segment because you have to move on to uh, going out and having fun, a few beers, and some food. Absolutely, and I really appreciate you guys having me on. And we talked about earlier about coming out to Paradise City after the after the show. You know, at five o'clock they start flying in the afternoon hour. And as a matter of fact. Steve and Karen Berg are, are cooking my wife Sally and I dinner out there on the flight line at Paradise City in the campground. So I have a commitment right. to that. And, Ma- but Michael, I really enjoy you guys letting me come on. Would you do me a favor on your out? 
Because oh, you're heading out, right? Yes. Could you commentate your your departure? I would like that so much. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I, for a second, I thought you were serious, and I was fixing to do that. I, I actually am, <laughs> but it's okay if you don't. <laughs> Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, that other voice you hear is another one of our uh, co-hosts for this evening is uh, David Allen. Dave, hey, man, welcome. Hey, it's awesome to have you here. It's awesome to be here. You I've know, been, for a long time, I've wanted to be on your show. I know. Now this I am. Is cool. I can cut You're out. Yeah, no, we can't leave. <laughs> Actually, that's a cool hat you have on there, David. It's uh, a Method 7 hat that you're wearing. He's trying to figure out what am I wearing right now. No, like, no, I, I wore this one on purpose, actually. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Method 7, boy, they are a great sponsor of us here at Sun and Fun, and they're helping us celebrate the 25th anniversary. Uh, David, did you know that? Yeah, they're gonna, have, yeah. have you been by their booth? I actually have walked by it. I haven't been in it because I'm afraid to. I actually, well, I might buy some. Well, that's maybe <laughs> true, and there's a good reason for that. Um, you know, we all, as pilots, we know A&R headsets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, at, at active noise reduction headsets. Right. Uh, their sunglasses kind of emulate that in the light spectrum. Uh, most sunglasses you see use, and I'm actually holding a pair of you know traditional, we'll call them traditional sunglasses right now. They attenuate light just by making everything a little bit darker. But these guys over at Method 7 have actually taken that to the next level, and they can specifically block out certain bandwidths of light. They use a notch filtering. For those of you who are in ham radio, like I'm looking at my man Jim Goldman across the way here, <laughs> we don't know what a notch filter is. We can actually pull out a specific specific frequency in something that we're listening and make it just go away so now we can hear everything else that we want to hear without having the noise so say there's a tone in there you don't want to hear it you notch it out boom now i can hear the voices that i'm actually listening to so with these method seven sunglasses they can notch out the harsh light the stuff that we don't need to see the stuff that blocks the what we can actually visually see and then only allow the stuff through it's really really cool technology so everybody blocks uva uvb that's that really high light the real short uh, short wavelength but as you go down the low the, the lower light wavelengths you get some really bright yellows and stuff they cut that out and then they cut down all the infrared the lower light the where all the heat is they cut that out it's it's it's, it's, it's an incredible technology that they do so I love what method 7 is doing and you know we're giving away many pairs of their sunglasses especially for our 25th anniversary and you can uh, enter to win by going to snfradio.com and clicking on the link that's snfradio.org it's snfradio.com Hit that link for 25th anniversary giveaway. Fill in the information. Boom, you're entered to win. I think we're giving away like six pairs of them or something. Yeah, I think we, what did we give away two so far. Four are left, and we're going to do one on the show tonight. And then you can go over to the booth or show up at Sun and Fun Radio and do one also. Yeah, they have 13 coatings on their lenses. It's pretty cool stuff. Check yeah, them out. Go, and their booth is available. It's all day tomorrow. Hangar B. Uh, Booths number 12 and 13. Super nice guys. They'll show you everything. It's really cool. One of the things I like about their eyewear is the fact they're stylish and also they, they cut down on fatigue too, really. You know, everybody says you can you should use yellows, etc., ambers, and uh, that's great. But after about 30 minutes or so, you do get a little fatigue, especially flying in the clouds all day. Uh, the blue light, you know, the blue actually, and that's not the proper term I'm using, but the, the color of blue that they use really does make a, a cooling effect on the eye. And you can actually, you know, fly for hours in the, in the clouds. And, and you won't you won't feel fatigued at all. Well, you know, joining us on the deck is somebody, a good friend. Uh, actually, I've been listening to Jim on uh, podcasts, uh, other podcasts out there, uh, Uncontrolled Airspace, and uh, he's been Stuck Mike Avcast. He was actually the first person to ever do a live interview in the new studio here in Lakeland, Florida. Jim Goldman, welcome back to uh, the Sun and Fun Radio Deck. It's so great to be here with you. Carl and all my friends here, I 
Bill I've met for the first time. Of course, David and Larry have been friends for many, many years, and Tom, good friends, and because I'm not only part of Sun and Fun, but part of Sun and Fun Radio for all the years I've been coming here, and it's just, uh, it's like being home again. So, n- not only are you an enthusiast about uh, aircraft, you actually purchased one that our last guest was on, was selling, and that's the Bristel. John Rathmel, my good friend, <coughs> who helped me sell a plane I didn't want anymore and buy a Bristel, <laughs> and... Uh, my Bristel has the Bentley interior that he um, mentioned. Uh, I have it. It's uh, ye- <clears throat> yellow and black and a little bumblebee color scheme going on in there. That's cool. And it's, a, it's one of the most comfortable airplanes to sit in. I've sat in many. And as soon as I slid my butt into the uh, Bristel, <clears throat> I said, you know, I could tolerate this for many hours. <laughs> this is nice. This is a nice airplane. Can we go back to this one other part you just said? We, yes, sir. He helped you buy this airplane by yeah. first helping you sell this? Sell another... The old airplane? Tra- tra- he took a trade-in on an airplane well, that... Why don't more manufacturers do this? You know what? I will help. It's like it's like you're you know buying you out of your old cell phone contract. He's helping you sell an airplane. I love this. What yeah. Aircraft manufacturers, listen. Yep. This is a genius idea. Oh, yeah. It just made it so easy because I, you know, if you take this in trade, we have a deal, and that was it, and it was done. So. In the car, you know, in the car business, many other businesses, they do that, and it was so smart. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Bristel is a great aircraft to fly, and they're a great fit and finish. Uh, one of the concerns I always have, and the reason I had a 182, is that getting myself and my brother into an airplane. And my brother's a big guy; he's bigger than me, and and uh, you know, actually, that was that was actually amazing how we could sit next to each other. You know, the Bristel we could actually sit in together. Yeah, it's wide and it's comfy. Tom have, Tom, have you ever sat in one yet? No? I have not. All right, let's put, to, let's yes. put that on yes. your agenda because you're will. a big I guy. I want to walk over here and see if I can get yeah, over there before he takes Tom it out I think Tom and I should sit in it. That, that would be, that be a good demonstration. Now, there's a stuck like selfie. <laughs> Whoa. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, so, so I, mean, I have a little bit of width, but I also have a 36-inch inseam, you know, so that's what I'm looking for as well, yeah, how well right. I sit in it. And it, it, there was, <clears throat> the seats are not movable, but the rudder pedals move, which I think other models, other different types of airplanes do. There are. And that work. And for me, as a short guy there all the way up <laughs> so you like the airplane how long you've been yeah. flying it i have been flying it about a year okay and uh the airplane flies great um it it is easy to land easy to fly it uh is well balanced nicely behaved in many ways most of the errant behavior of the airplane is definitely due to the pilot and uh <clears throat> when i was flying one day and we were having a little bit of the uh, the old up and down attitude excursions my instructor said why don't you let go of that thing <laughs> and I, I let go of the stick and man did it smooth right out <laughs> so the plane flies better than you do apparently it does apparently it does <laughs> apparently it does but I wanted to say a word about the service there <clears throat> which you asked about right, Carl because yeah. I also had a uh, uh, an incident or not, I don't want to not an aviation incident but a, a maintenance thing thanks for clarifying that happened yeah um one of the uh, uh, push rod on the, st- I don't know how technical we should get, but we can Let's get, go te- for we it. can get, te- all right, fine. The actuator, which is a, a movable rod that connects your feet to the nose wheel for nose wheel steering, uh, bent and malfunctioned. And it malfunctioned in a way that, prev- that ended up <clears throat> coming loose from the nose gear. So while I was flying is when it came loose. And I knew this. Because I noticed my, I was flying all uncoordinated. I tried to get coordinated by using the rudder pedals. And when I pushed the rudder all the way over, all of a sudden I noticed the ball on the inclinometer go whoop to the other side. And I said, I've got a nose wheel out there that's flopping around because it's acting like another rudder. 
And so I knew to be prepared for this on landing. And it was a fun landing because I did the old, you know, textbook. You would have been proud of me, Mr. Instructor. Soft, soft field landing. Yep. <laughs> Keep that nose wheel up as long as I could. And I was ready for it because as soon as it came down, off we went. Uh. <laughs> you know, with no control. <clears throat> but using a little differential braking, I was able to get off the runway, no problem. But here's the thing. I called up John. I called up Rich Mezano, the maintenance manager over there at Bristol. Told him what happened. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we've, we, we're familiar with this. We've seen that before. I said, oh, well, you've seen it before. How come? <clears throat> Why is it still happening? Well, actually, we have a new design. We've redesigned the nose gear attachment with two control rods to give it a little more control and a little more strength so that it won't be so easy for that to happen. I said, all right, let's do that. And off my airplane went to Lancaster. And they upgraded the steering to the newer model. They hadn't previously announced it because they were it was just being fitted on new airplanes coming over from the Czech Republic. But they said, you're a good customer. Let's take care of you. And that's the kind of service we get from Bristol. Not many manufacturers out there in the aircraft business do that. And, uh, you know, you can call somebody, talk to somebody. They will actually fix the problem. Uh, I think that's terrific. There, there are some out there, but that makes them shine, that's for sure. They also figured out a better way to get cooling into the cowl. And uh, I'm sure you all know that when you have a closely cowled engine on a hot day like this, you have to keep your eyes on the temps. And, uh, and the Bristol is no different. In the, uh, the 912, I have the fuel-injected 912 IS, which is a little bit notorious for cooling. And they said, factory has been uh, doing a different thing on the cowling. Let's do that on your airplane. I didn't ask them. They just said, we should do this for you and get you up to the current configuration of the cooling uh, openings on the front of the cowl. And that's the kind of thing. Yeah. That's terrific. You know, uh, not only you are a pilot here and, and the Bristol owner and big advocate for Bristol aircraft, you're also involved with Sun and Fun. You've been volunteering here, helping out quite a bit. Your knowledge of... Uh, Basically, raising money for charities is is really impeccable. It goes back many years. I've actually asked you for help. You've you've helped me out quite a bit in learning how to approach people, etc. So one of the things that we have to realize is what Sun and Fun is all about. It's actually to raise money. Your tickets, everything you do here raises money to help people move forward in their life and career in aviation. It helps the the students here at the high school, also at the colleges. There's many scholarships that are out there. The one way they do that is through raising money. And to raise money, there's many different ways of doing that, and you've been involved so much. But we kind of want to touch on one special way that they do that and something that I think is a great opportunity for folks. I'm going to preface this by saying the philosophy that we have is that the more enjoyable and pleasant an experience Sun and Fun is, the Sun and Fun Expo, the more people will come back. And we, So I work on the hospitality team. We work on something called guest services. So we're not looking at airplanes, we're looking at people. And we try to make it as pleasant and comfortable and wonderful an experience as we can. And we have three upgraded amenities available. And these upgraded amenities do two things. They bring in additional money to support the Aerospace Center for Excellence here on the Sun and Fun campus and all the programs you just mentioned, Carl. And it makes your week at Sun and Fun more fun in the sun. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying. We're out of the sun. We're out, We're out of the sun is the case. I was going to say, is this the guy we talked about air conditioning? Exactly. That's Here the we one. go. Here it <laughs> comes. Uh, so, number one, we have preferred air show seating, which is a uh, just uh, 20 to $30. I don't know the exact price, but it's in that range. Not expensive at all. And that'll get you a chair, front of the flight line, some cold water, private restrooms. Just a nice way to see the air show instead of standing out there on the, on the, tar on the uh, asphalt with a crowd. 
and uh, may not seem like much, but if you got kids or a spouse who's not as interested in aviation, you can get them a seat and water and a bathroom. They're happy. That particular value cannot be <laughs> understated. Uh, yes, Dad, you know. <laughs> and then for those who are willing to give a little bit more for a little bit better experience in the cuisine area, we have the 927 Club, which has been running here for about 10 years. And the 927 Club, or 927 Club, uh, offers breakfast and lunch every day, and additionally dinner on Wednesday and Saturday when we have the night air show. The 927 Club is air-conditioned, also private restrooms, desserts and snacks in between the meals, and front row right on the flight line with a window, a glass window wall where you can watch the show, and its own patio if you prefer to sit outside. And those, uh, and I'm sorry, the 927 Club also has its own private parking and shuttle service. So for a, for a little package, I, I think it's like starts at 145 for a day, uh, and then it goes up depending on the day, and then a little bit more on Wednesday and Saturday. And they have a phenomenal Sunday brunch. Um, so that's the 927 Club. So anybody can sign up for this and go park in the special area. They can shuttle you back and forth, which I think is really cool. 927, the air conditioning is, is really important. There's something else that I think is really cool, too. And this is something you invited me to today. And that's what we're going to talk about next. And I, I tell you what, we're, we're talking about going to an air show. I'm feeling like you're in your back porch. This is just like being in your living room over like at home overlooking the outside deck. And there it is, the air show in front of you, couches, Wonderful food and wonderful people. Sun and Fun is supported by many corporate sponsors and private philanthropic, philanthropic, can you say that? Philanthropic. Philanthropic is a tough word. There you go. (laughs) And many wonderful philanthropic donors. People who have supported this air show and this organization in a big way. And for those people, we want to express our thanks in a way that's very meaningful for them and give them the experience that they really ought to have. And so for, for that, we have built a private club. It's called the ACE Ambassador Flight Deck. Because these, the ACE, of course, is the Aerospace Center for Excellence. The ACE Ambassadors are the ambassadors who represent what is the best about Sun and Fun and, the, and, the, and ACE. And the Ambassador Flight Deck is where they hang out And as Carl mentioned, couches, armchairs, private service, um, food and beverage all day long, uh, shuttles to take them where, uh, golf cart shuttles, whatever, to take them wherever they want. These are the people who make Sun and Fun happen. And this is actually a fairly new idea because we would thank them very much for their support. But other than a pat on the back and and a hearty handshake, we weren't giving them the kind of experience that they should have had and so this is our second year running this flight deck it has been very well received this year signature flight support signed on as our lead sponsor and not only did uh, signatures provide financial support for the flight deck operation they've provided staff because they know about hosting pilots that's their business and so they've helped us to staff the, uh, the Ambassador Flight Deck. And Carl, you were in there for a few minutes uh, sampling some of the uh, uh, atmosphere, how shall I say. And the atmosphere was wonderful. People were so friendly. Uh, obviously saw a bunch of friends, old friends there, which was terrific. And, uh, and the, the spread they have out there of food is wonderful. And I love it. Really, I felt like I walked into a living room when I went in there. I mean, there's couches and nice little reclining chairs. And, and it was just a, a very... 
much different than I thought it was going to be. I, I thought it was going to be a little more high-strung, et cetera. It was totally laid back. And we did that for a reason. Many of the sponsors are business people here at Sun & Fun with exhibit booths, and they have their customers here. And we wanted to create a space where they could bring their customers in and entertain in a way that they would that would be impressive. And I think we've yeah. achieved it. Almost definitely. So can they bring guests also in the Ace yes. Ambassadors? And yes. 927, okay. you can't because that's person. just a lunch club. Right. But the Ace Ambassadors can do what they want. They are the top of the food chain, as they say. You said lunch club, but they have other foods there, food items. Oh, we, there. we have snack foods. Yeah. We don't do full meal service. Right, right. But we, just a lunch. Just uh, no, we don't do full meals. What we do is we have snack and gotcha. snacks and food items for people to munch on all day long. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Terrific. And they can find out more information about that where? So for preferred air show seating, if you're here, you just go up to the announcer stand because that's where preferred air show seating is. For the 927 Club, you could go over there or look on the web, the flysnf.org website where tickets are sold online. It's a little bit late now since we have one day left. But I believe they might have some tickets left. Yeah. And then for the Ace Ambassador Flight Deck, you contact uh, you would contact Holly Parrish, Sun and Fun's uh, Director of Development. Again, you can find her on the website and send her a note, and she'll be happy to help. For those who are interested in stepping up to any of these three levels for next year, it's you know put it in your plans. Buy advance tickets to the Nine Two Seven Club if that's what you're interested in, or if you are of the philanthropic bent. Get in touch with us before next year. Cool. Well, Jim, before we let you go and get on to our next guest, David here, uh, what uh, products have you saw? Did you see out there that were kind of cool that maybe you didn't see last time or have been improved out there on the flight line? Did you get a chance, by the way, to look around? <laughs> I had a little laugh there. Um, so I've I've been taking out trash and t- doing beverage I service and so, hosting. So, uh, the, <laughs> the point is that this man has a, a volunteer. That's all he's been doing. I mean, I've been chained to this desk and deck here, and I actually got to go out and and see the air show at oh, your product. Uh, I, uh, oh wait, I will mention one in product innovation that I did see here at Sun and Fun, and I got I got to tout this horn. Mm-hmm. It's a horn. They put a horn in one of the Bristol airplanes. No. It's such a clever idea because you all know and you're taxiing around a ramp and people are not watching where they're going and they don't hear the propeller noise. We, we can now put an, a car horn in the airplane so that wow. you can beep at people. What a brilliant <laughs> idea. If I you will put one you, of those that it it says, Auga, I, it's an insta-buy. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my best suggestion. Is it, is it loud enough to scatter the goats on the grass runway? Probably. Awesome. Ooh. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much, Jim, for coming here. I really appreciate it. Any other airplanes maybe you want to mention? Anything cool that you saw out there? Something new maybe? Didn't see from last year? What I know was, you were yeah, over what there. Was, what was that green and white biplane in the show? That's new this year. I don't know that one. Green and white biplane in the show. Look, I, I don't know. It looked okay. like a pits, but what the best part of was it? Is this the same one that then got into a dogfight with a... No. The Red Baron? Yeah. Yes. Well, it was, a, it was a biplane, but it got in, it, it had that marking on yeah, it. Yeah, the reddish. And they were shooting at each other? Oh, man, yeah. that was a great that, show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to yeah, have to find out. It was out. a very spiffy little-looking look, airplane, and right, I, don't, I don't know who it is. Well, I, what we'll I saw was that the, the biplane, the green and white one, was doing his air show, and then this other World War II-ish biplane came in and started attacking oh, him. cool. It was a fantastic show. Neat. Like, you can't yeah. win in an air show unless you do something different because yes. everybody's doing the same thing. Right. And these guys did something different. It was very, very cool. Very nice. 
Well, thanks, Jim. I appreciate you coming here. That's thanks been awesome. for having me. Jim, I really you appreciate do it. so much. You've helped me so much. I, I really appreciate you coming over here to the deck. Hey, guys, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks. David Allen uh, is now here on the deck. We're talking about uh, different things that we've seen, products we've seen, airplanes we've seen that we've been either impressed with, innovations, things that have changed from last year. Let's talk about products. Do you, uh, you got to see a few things, that's for sure. I did. I got to go around. I mean, we've already talked about Method 7 and their, their products. Um, they've actually been around a long time. Um, but uh, one of the things that one of the things that's not necessarily changed from last year, but I love seeing every year, and they're sitting right here in front of us, is this Super Petrol LS. Like, have oh, you ever yeah, seen yeah. these things? It's a, it's a, I love LSAs. I think they're cool. a cool thing. But this is not just any LSA. This is a seaplane biplane. LSA like it's got retractable or repositionable gear and I keep seeing it. it it's ubiquitous it's it the first time I saw it it was kind of an enigma but they're sticking around they're still here and I love yeah. that about them um, I love to see a lot of the innovations in uh, electronics because there's a lot of glass cockpit stuff out there nowadays it's so much more capable I'm only a student pilot so I don't know what even to look for in that stuff but i see so much of that stuff out there and i walked through all the hangars a couple of times and it was just it was just neat to see so many different companies out there that are getting on board with um a lot of these things in fact i, I you know a lot of these companies uh, you can get some certificated uh avionics for your certified oh, yeah. airplanes but then there's also if you have an experimental man the the options are just limitless they are they sure are and, the, and you know it's interesting i look at the airplane i fly for work an airliner and, and this has better avionics than that isn't that crazy and yeah you know i was saying before by the way you mentioned the biplane thing and the seaplane those are the two things i've always wanted to buy you know what i, I can get just go one. buy one yep and i've got it you know yeah uh and have you have you ever flown on a seaplane I uh, don't think so. Exactly thrice. I would have remembered that. I have done a seaplane yeah. ride and a, a different airplane every time. Uh, it is it is an experience that cannot be described to you. You must feel it yourself. That then the, um, I think let me see twice when I've done it. Once the airplane was already in the water and I just climbed in. Right. Um, but the other two times that I did this, that the, we, the airplane was on the grass and we taxied it into the water. And then suck the gear up. Yeah, and that yeah. moment when you become a boat, that moment when you become a, go from a car, a taxiing vehicle on the ground, on the grass, into a car, like it just, everything changes in a way that I can't describe unless you've experienced yourself. It's very cool. It's not like, it's not like putting your boat into the water and then climbing into it. It's you make that transition yourself. It is surreal. So I highly recommend it. And this Super Petrol LS, I, I would love to fly that thing. And uh, I may actually get a chance to do that. And I'll Tell us about it when you do. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, it's, uh, and, and that's cool that you got to, you'd made that description because uh, really that's something that I think a lot of people don't actually get to experience in life unless they get into one of these. And one that actually can suck the gear up and go and you're floating. And it's just like when you rotate off the runway and you become airborne. And yes. also, all of a sudden, you're in a different it's world. It's that kind that of experience. type of experience, yes. Well, you know, we're, we're going to go to a break in a minute here, but I want you to stick around and talk a little bit more about some of the products. You mentioned Method 7, and uh, we are going to have a drawing, by the way. We said live here uh, for the Method 7 uh, sunglasses, or excuse me, eyewear. Aviators eyewear. Please and don't, don't call, call them, them sunglasses. sunglasses. It says it on their website. You'd think I remember by now. It's right. not, it's, well, it's 
day number what? Five, five six. Day five, yeah, yeah, yeah. So five point nine. Five point nine. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll remember eventually through this. But one of the things that I I think is really important is the sponsors, and to mention the sponsors, give credit to those uh, Jim G, who's standing here still, uh, a big sponsor of so many things here at Sun and Fun, and and the people that have actually come here to visit. He's sponsored quite a few of them. Sponsored me over at the Ace Ambassadors. Showed me what it was all about, and now uh, did a good idea too. By the way, because I'm going to tell every single person about it and tell them they really need to come over to either the 927 Ace Ambassadors and just check out the seating, take a look inside, go online, get some pictures, and I tell you what, you're going to be sold, especially if you bring your spouse along, children. It is air-conditioned, and it has a restroom inside it, and it's also... And the restrooms are also air conditioned. That, air that conditioned <laughs> restrooms. That's all. That's your selling point right there. Air it conditioned sure restrooms. Well, we're going to go to a break here, and uh, you're listening here at uh, Sun and Fun Radio on 15:10 a.m. If you uh, are streaming this live, you're streaming it on liveatc.net slash SNF, and uh, you know, don't forget, you can listen to us all year long. Liveatc.net slash SNF. Let's go to a break. Welcome back to the deck here, Sun and Fun Radio Live, Stuck Mike Avcast event podcast from the Sun and Fun Radio, 1510 a.m., liveatc.net slash SNF is how you can stream it. But, you know, before we went to the, the break, Dave, we were talking about those Method 7 eyewear and uh, just amazing, the fit and finish on the eyewear. Great yeah. people. Yeah, I actually, they have two series of lens of, of frames. Uh, they have an altitude series, which is more of the wraparound series. And then they have the, the ascent series, which is kind of the, it's, it's a, similar to a squared off, if that's a thing, squared off aviator glass. And so they keep it simple, two types of, airfra- of, of, of frames. And then in each of those, they have t- three uh, VLT levels, which is visual light transmission levels. So one of them lets through 9% of the light. So that's the darkest. They have one that's 18% lets through uh, only 18% of the visible light and then the lightest one is 30% and you'd think that you know letting through 70% of the light wouldn't really do or letting through only 30% of the light I'm getting that wrong letting through 70% of the light wouldn't do anything but it actually does and I've tried them on myself so they keep it super simple two sets of frames and uh, three different light levels. You just pick the frame you like and then pick the light level you like that works for you. I mean, if you're in a really harsh environment, always sunny, a flying above the clouds, you probably want the darkest ones. But if you're not, that, that big contrast between bright and dark on right. the inside of the cockpit, you may be, be okay with those lighter ones at the 30%. Um, and here's a key. In the ascent frame right now, the only one that they can do is the ascent frame, but they can actually do a prescription and they send you a kit and you can get your own prescriptions put into those. It's really, really cool stuff. So, they are really dedicated to research for your eyes. And, I mean, we're flying with our eyes. It's a big deal. So, good stuff. Sure is. And you know what? I'll tell you, the only way you can find out is by getting yourself a pair. And we're going to give one away right now. Joining us on the deck is the chairman of Sun and Fun Radio, Dave Schalbetter. Welcome to the deck. Thank you very much. I, I, I don't like coming in and stepping in on other people's times because I'm on the air myself. So I'm going to be really, really quick. Um, first of all, huge major shout out to Mike Daniels. Uh, Mike Daniels handles the sunandfun.com website. He's done all of the stuff on that. I can't say enough thank yous to Mike for handling the website stuff and the, and the contest. And another shout out to Mike's wife, Elizabeth Daniels, 
who handles all of our social media stuff here. Elizabeth is a professional social media person, and she's donated her time. Mike is a professional website person. He's donated his time. We have, as of the last count, which was within the past 20 minutes or so, we have a count of 219 entrants. 219 people have signed up for our contest. I am so happy about that. What I'm going to do, our friend pilot Jim G is standing off to the side. Jim, come on over to a mic. Uh, you don't need headsets because you can hear my big booming voice. Not, so, not hard to miss. I just I just hit you with this as we were coming out of the break, right? This is not prearranged. You've not seen the list. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. What we're going to do here is I'm going to ask pilot Jim G to pick a number between 2 and 220. Pick a number. 173. 173. <laughs> this is great. This actually is somebody I know. Sean Barry. Sean Barry. Yeah. Sean oh, Barry. Oh, and the really cool thing about our contest is you can get, David was talking about the two different styles that they have. You can get these two styles. You will get a coupon code. Good to collect your, you know, you, you can go on the web. If you're, you can go to their booth here and use the coupon code. If you're not here and you want to do it on the web, do it through their website. They'll ship them to you free. The prescription glasses you mentioned are considerably more money. And if you want prescription glasses, you can get. They will apply the two hundred and forty dollar credit on your order. So congratulations, Sean Barry. That's right, a cool Sean. thing. So we were speaking earlier about but I'm just, uh, amphibs. I'm, before you start on that. I'm going to say thank you for letting me do this. And again, thanks to Mike and Elizabeth. I'm out, guys. All right, man. Thanks, Dave. We were speaking a few minutes about amphibs. Sean Barry, who just won these glasses, he actually has a 172 on floats. So I'm I'm guessing he's going to enjoy these glasses. He's going to be very happy. Yeah, Yeah, with the (laughs) glare off the water. No doubt. No doubt. Definitely less less glare. You you know, uh, David, before we went to break, we were talking about some of the things, products that you saw that were new, different, innovative. Uh, How about you talked about cool airplanes. Uh, How about other products that were out there? Uh, I actually did want to talk about a new airplane. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Because uh, this, I think, is a game changer. And I, I'd love to be wrong, or I'd love to have somebody argue with me about this, but I think this is a game changer. This, the Piper, mm-hmm. uh, the new Piper aircraft that was unveiled at Sun and Fun, the uh, Piper Pilot 100 and 100, the 100i. Right. Yep. That, you, th- I think it's genius idea what they're doing here, because they're making a trainer. And very few companies are making trainers. Right. They call them trainers, but they're they're, they're they're just kind of branded as a trainer. This is a training aircraft, and it is cheap. And I say cheap, and I Relative. get it. It's $260,000 or $289,000 if you get the instrument version. But what's the next airplane up from that? Now, please tell me, again, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong on this, but what's the next airplane up from that? It's like a, what, a Cessna 172? Mm-hmm. You get yourself an IFR-rated Cessna 172, which I, I think is a great airplane. That's what we fly at my flight school is is 172s. But th- to get a brand new one of those is like another $100,000, $150,000. So this is like a buy three, get one free kind of thing that Piper's doing. Now, I'm not saying everybody should go out and buy one of these, but I think we're going to see a huge trickle-down effect because right now, you can't buy a Cessna 172. It's, it's hard to find oh, yeah. them. Believe so, me. So imagine what's going to happen now. Piper's going to start selling these things, and they've had a huge order for these new airplanes, and they look, they look sexy. It's gorgeous. I went out and looked at it. It's a good-looking airplane. Three seats, two in the front. You can put another student in the back or in the middle so they can see both sides, which I think is just a classic thing to do. And now... 
uh, these airplanes are going to start coming into the market. So in a year, year and a half, two years, you're going to start seeing other airplanes become available. And in a flight training environment that we have today with with airlines just begging for air for pilots, and then as the airlines are sucking up pilots, all these other uh, uh, aviation jobs are getting left vacant. Like there's a big vacuum and everything's getting sucked to the top. Sure. How are you going to fill in that bottom? And I think Piper's got something going on here that's I think really so going to be a cool thing. You know, they did this with the cadet back in the 80s. You know, they had the, a similar thing where they, they had something that was a trainer specific and it sold very well. It made it a lot less expensive for folks to buy a new aircraft. With this airplane now, with the new uh, changes to Part 61, Unlike with the cadet, you can go all the way through. If you yes. get you get the That's glass right. cockpit, you put Good a two-axis autopilot in that, and that can take a, a student all point. the way through commercial. And this has a two-axis autopilot, yeah. so it, it satisfies the need for the TAA. Yeah. The Except for all the way through commercial. Yep. It's is a fantastic design. It is. It is. And it's well, tried and true. It's a Cherokee. Everybody, it, yeah. It's a Cherokee. It is Everybody a Cherokee. Everybody knows that. Well, David, you know, somebody else who just uh, joined us on the deck here is a person that I, I blame for many things in my life, making it uh, me work many more hours at night, and that is Max Flight. Because of him, I decided, yeah, I think I'll get into this whole podcasting thing, and uh, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I'd be working on it seven days a week. Max Flight, yeah. welcome from the Airplane Geeks. Hi, Carl. Yes, thanks. I'm glad to be here again. It, yeah. And well, welcome back to Sun and Fun. Oh, that's right. Back. This is my first I, Sun and Fun. I was going to say. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is the first of many. Trips to Sun Fun. I'm, yeah, it's I'm good. Sure, I, yeah. I'm glad. And so you like it here. So that, I was going to ask you, what do you think? So after I was here two hours, I already decided I was going to come back again. Wow. And I'm camping, and I'm not the best camper. I mean, I'm getting kind of to the age where, you know, my idea of camping is a Hilton hotel. Um, but I have to tell you, being out in the campground and, you know, meeting people that, I'd never met before, meeting new people, having conversations with, with strangers, and, and having a great time. It's really, I think, part of the experience here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm really thinking that next year I'll uh, be sleeping on the ground again. You know, I was trying to figure out real, real quickly. I, I'm not sure if you did a uh, podcast from here. I, I, instead of me looking up, you can tell me. How many podcasts do you have out there now? Uh, let's see. I think uh, 546. <laughs> 546. That's nuts. Wow. That is a that huge is, number. That, that is, is a huge number. It's hard a, to remember. Giant. You know, I, I don't have the best memory. Uh, co-host David Vanderhoof has a, a perfect memory. Oh, he does. And uh, it, it's uh, not infrequent when he says, you know, we talked about that before two and a half years ago or three years or eight years ago. And, and uh, you know, the, some of these things just uh, come back in, in sort of fresh ways. And so there were discussing again but boy yeah it's hard to remember all the all the guests we've had uh, all the uh, listener feedback we've had it, it gets hard to remember you know one of the things about uh, Dave he's actually uh, he has a website I forget what it's called it's what just flew by what, what just, just flew, flew by, by. Yep. is that it, what was amazing I remember one day someone asked him about an airplane with the Blue Angels and uh, one of the ones they flew in the past and instead of just answering he actually answered all the aircraft they flew and right. all the support aircraft that they flew and what years and even some of the nicknames i was absolutely floored when that episode happened that was incredible and he doesn't have to spend any time thinking about answers to questions no, like that he no. knows he has all that information in his head all that history particularly military aviation 
you know, in, in on the Airplane Geeks podcast, we talk about GA, we talk about commercial aviation. Of course, we talk about some military aviation. David's a military aviation guy. Never really paid any attention to, to GA, but we've kind of won him over. You know, through the conversations about GA, through, you know, learning about the issues, discussing the issues, uh, he's really come to, uh, like many of us, you know, learn a lot about uh, GA in this case that uh, he wasn't familiar with. And uh, we made him a convert. So that's always exciting. That's one of the things we try to do is make different aspects of aviation interesting to people who might be interested normally in just a little slice. Cool. Does anybody else here listen to Airplane Geeks? I was just wondering, all the, uh, the, the other folks here, it's, uh, I see a lot of hands going out. Dave Allen. I was a guest on Airplane Geeks a long time oh, ago. A yeah, long time were, ago. Yeah, cool. We're overdue for a repeat performance. Maybe. It's a long like time Like I was ago. a repeat offender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Speaking of which, we, we don't have much time, so David, we're going we're gonna to swap you out with another uh, uh, Airplane Geek guy. Uh, it was great having you on. Remind us about your new uh, podcast uh, before you head out. Uh, we have a, a podcast supplementing a YouTube channel. It's called right. Flying with a Purpose. Uh, basically, ask a CFI anything. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Joining us on the deck is going to be, uh, thanks so much, David, for coming thanks on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. Uh, great description of, of the, the aircraft, just a, a biplane and seaplane going into the water. But, you know, one of the things that was interesting about the airplane geeks is that you have so many uh, listeners, right, that are very engaged in your podcast. And there was one listener that I was so impressed with. And he would write in. He was thoughtful. He would actually uh, almost, I would call him almost like a, a podcast uh, junkie, uh, you yep, know, or yep. groupie even. Yep. And, uh, you know, actually, he was he came uh, to Sun and Fun one year, and he volunteered. And he volunteered this year again. And that man is David Abbey. David, welcome to the podcast. Oh, well, thank you, Carl. It's a pleasure to be here. And I, I really appreciate you having me. And... Um, I've had a great week, and you were correct, Max. Uh, the, Air- the Airplane Geeks' podcast is the one that kind of started it all for me, my real interest in aviation podcasts and coming to these events. And one of the things that I loved about you, David, is that you really were passionate about this. And I don't know, uh, maybe you can tell us, how in the world did you get into aviation and this passion of watching airplanes? I wish I could tell you, just... Uh, when I was much younger, I, I remember going to one of these air shows, like the weekend air shows up in uh, Schenectady, New York, and I saw, um, I think I saw the Blue Angels. My dad and I went, and we saw the Blue Angels, and kind of was hooked there, and then then I actually uh, had an interest in air traffic control for, for a while. Um, it didn't pan out, but I, I'm still very interested in aviation and, and the subject of air traffic control and aviation in general, and even though it didn't work out, my passion remained and grew so it's it's been wonderful and I, I i'll be honest i never really had the desire to be a pilot i just that's love to learn about aviation hang out with people in cool. aviation i'm fortunate to live near in the new york city area so i go plane spotting listen to live atc a lot and um, i like coming to these events because i meet so many great people that i listen to and i get to spend time with them and um and it's, it's wonderful and I'm did feel you very fortunate. Ever think you'd be sitting across from Max Flight on the microphone? I did not, and it's been great. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, speaking of Max, I'm going to say uh, kind of a quote. When I met, I met, I've met Max before at a yes. couple of events. Yes. But his quote when I saw him at Sun and Fun this year, he walked in, walked up to the radio deck, 
I think he'd been here for maybe a couple hours walking around, and he, he automatically said, I'm coming back already. I've only been here a couple hours. <laughs> I already know I love it, and I'm coming back. Yeah. And I've had, I could relate to that. It was like my same reaction when I yeah. first came to Sun and Fun. Uh, and that's a testament to Sun and Fun. It's, yeah. uh, yes, it's really comfortable here, I think. You know, the, uh, well, I mean, it's a community, certainly. And the people in aviation, you know, pilots, people who are not pilots but are in other aspects of aviation, it's still a big community. And there's this real sense of togetherness that sort of transcends other differences, you know, that we might have. Those, those kinds of differences don't, you know, they don't manifest themselves here. Yes. It's, it's all about aviation. It's about the airplanes. It's about flying. It's about the, you know, the technology. It, it's about new things like drones. It's about all kinds of things that we can share. You know, to take that a, a step further, I remember someone saying that this is like the world used to be when politics didn't matter and we all came together and enjoyed one thing that we had in common, and that is this love and passion for aviation, whether it's for us that like to fly the airplanes, for those that like to build the airplanes, for those that like to watch the airplanes in an air show. But we all come together for, for that one item, and that's aviation. And what's really cool is you'll be sitting there with somebody who's an air traffic controller, somebody who designs engines, or somebody who investigates accidents and uh, you all are on that same level and I think that's true and we don't yeah. really talk about politics much which I no. love which is which is awesome in the media we hear a little bit too much about that. yes yes uh, another aspect that has really struck me is that while some people come here just for one day or or, or two days or something uh, the fact that this event takes place over an extended period of time over a week makes it really different from to me anyway from the typical weekend air show where uh, things are moving quickly you know you've got to if you want to catch something you've got to be there at the right time because that's that's your one shot at it but it, the thing that and I didn't really think about this before I came but it, it's, it became clear to me that since it extends over the period of a week it's a much more relaxed kind of atmosphere so that if uh, I'm uh, busy and can't watch the blues today you know I can watch them tomorrow right. uh, if I'm having a conversation with, uh, with with somebody and I've had some several really lengthy conversations with some really interesting people um, it, when uh, you know I, I could have been doing something else that it was scheduled well I have an opportunity to catch that at another time and that's that's a really unique advantage I think over to the typical weekend two-day air show yeah it sure is well Max I appreciate you coming here we don't have a lot of time and I want to get to a couple other guests here but quickly uh, they can find you uh, and also tell us uh, what your podcast focuses on so we're at airplanegeeks.com. Mm -hmm. You can find it in any of the usual podcast apps uh, or on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Um, we're also on Pandora, um, Stitcher, all those kinds of places. And uh, the, the, the theme of the show, again, is that we talk about aviation. It's all aviation, but it's all aspects of aviation that we try to make interesting to everybody. Awesome. Max Flight, Airplane Geeks got me really hooked on Aviation Podcast. I appreciate your being here. It's been wonderful to actually finally meet you. I know, it has. It, We've it, talked so many times. You've been on the show oh several times. Yes, and, and you've been on mine. And, yeah. I know, it's been great. This is terrific. I Thanks so it. much, Max. I appreciate Thank it. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and Dave and Abby, it's been a pleasure. All the, the basically volunteering and heavy lifting you've been doing. Here's somebody who's, who's come in to, 
check out an air show and all of a sudden wound up going to work. <laughs> Who would have known? Uh, been out there doing uh, some work, doing engineer work, I think it was, for a while. Do more so. Uh, oh, and some greeting work, I think it was. And, and there's so many different aspects of uh, being volunteering here on the deck so really appreciate you you being here and all there's one person we didn't get to we need to because we only have seven minutes left and that's bill english we we brought bill english up here on the, on the deck and uh dave i want you to hang out because one of the things that's real interesting about bill is that he's an accident investigator right. and uh and i'm going to ask the question about that he when he gets a call he has to go so are, are you working right now Oh, no, not right now. I'm here on the deck. Well, no, wait a minute. It would be I very messy if call. I were here on the deck. Well, I could be on call, sure. Um, so, yes, my phone could ring, and I could drop the mic noisily and run out the door. And, and what is it you actually do? What, what do you invest in? Is it, is it like the Bristol-type aircraft? Or? So, so me, my day job is air carrier investigations, mostly. Lar- mm-hmm. Large aircraft, majors, part 121, large biz jets, things like that. Um, so, you know, you've seen a little bit of that lately, right? We've been kind of busy. I right. uh, can't go into too many details there. But so my main job is, is leading, just like you see in the movies, the go team of uh, large aircraft investigators. We actually even have those dorky windbreakers. <laughs> those are real. <laughs> so we'll have a subject matter expert uh, team. You know, I've, I've kind of got to be that jack of all trades, know a little bit of everything, assemble that team, and, uh, and pick apart just, I mean, down to the, the Nat's eyelash of what goes on in the course of a, a major investigation. And something else you've gotten involved with over the years, and actually uh, uh, it was a pleasure, too, to be able to do my first drone lesson with you, is actually flying drones in, in different types of accident investigations. Right, yeah, that's uh, sort of my collateral duty there. I work our, um, I run our UAS uh, flight ops program and knowledge base for the, uh, for the agency. Uh, so we use uh, drones and you know drone mapping, photogrammetry to support accident investigation, and uh, yeah, that's yeah you were uh, you're a pretty good student. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, oh yeah, yeah. When you had it on auto and and it's yeah, that's that's how I cheat. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Cheap but, button. Uh, any any cool aircraft that you got to see? So uh, so uh, yeah, out here, you know, we were talking a little bit before. I um I also love warbirds. I got out to see that the one of a kind, the P eighty two, X P eighty two, just started flying a couple months ago. I, I ended up talking with the guy, one of the mechanics out there, and I'm you know again as an investigator, I had to go there. He was having troubles with the mechanically boosted brakes, and we were literally laying down on the asphalt, poking, and he's showing me how the brake puck moves here and there and actuates this arm, and we just I learned more about mechanically boosted brakes than I thought there was to know. That would go for more than seven minutes, so I'll stop there. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so you, you actually saw some products. Did you get to walk in the yeah. different... Yeah. What do you think about all the the one that's especially air-conditioned? Well, the air, yeah, the air conditioning is nice. Um, but, uh, you know, as our as our token rusty flight instructor, I like to keep up on that, on, our, on the technology and things that are that are coming out. And and what struck me a lot about what's, uh, what I could see here at, at this Sun and Fun, and, and I've been to a, quite a number of them, is just the, the normalization of things. We've now... Uh, someone earlier mentioned the, the, the glass cockpit type of avionics, and a few years ago that was, oh wow, you know, this is really special, and, and now it's in everything, right? We've got you know the, the avionics that are, like you said, in 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 the Airbus and in the E-Jet that you know have now trickled down to everything, down to the the light sport aircraft, and it's normal. There's there's we see a you know a feature change here, something gets a little bit nicer here or smaller there, 
um, iPad apps, things like that are, are normal. Normalization of a lot of that stuff. Young people, we were talking about that. There's a ton of young people out here, and they don't all appear to be box checking for the airlines. They're really interested in aviation. That's that's why they're here. Somebody else mentioned drones, the normalization of drones. Few, uh, 10, 15 years ago, every air show had model aircraft. Then everybody freaked out about drones. Then we had a drone cage here, and everyone was like, ooh, wow. And then there was a drone light show. Now there's a drone light show here tonight. There's always a drone light show now at night. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. That's awesome. You know, it, it's an incredible point you bring up is, is those things that we, we are sometimes afraid of because they're new. They become the norm, yeah. uh, technologies especially. It's, exactly. a, it's incredible. You say trickle down from the airlines. I, I tell you, I wish they would trick up some of those <laughs> technologies. Yeah, Most of the stuff out here is a lot nicer than I got in the Airbus that I fly. That's for yeah. sure. I think my LPV minimums probably beat yours on the Airbus. Uh, most times, yes. Most times they do, except for the Autoland. But oh, yeah. they <laughs> well, gosh, I, you know, I appreciate you coming here. I'm uh, sorry you only have a few minutes, but David Abbey, I also want to ask you something. Maybe something you saw here today, product or service or airplane, that, that kind of stood out. What was one of the things maybe that, that stood out to you that you, you got to see or maybe a group of people or an organization that you got to visit with that was, was something that, that really stood out in your, your mind on this, this show here at Sun Fun? Well... Uh, it's very hard to choose one thing, but I, I did enjoy today walking around the Warbird ramp and yeah. uh, to see the, the amount of military aircraft that we have just on display and actually going back to not just today, last night. And so at nighttime, it's unfun. It gets pretty quiet around here unless it's a night air show, but say after 7 or 8 o'clock uh, when there's no night air show, the ramps are still open for anyone still on the grounds. So you can go up to these modern and not so modern aircraft and you know be respectful don't touch them but you can get up very close and there's so few people around just some some professional photographers are there doing great stuff so i love the access and i'd hate to see that go away so i think as long as everyone's respectful and nothing bad happens i hope that will continue so, I, th I think it will i mean i think that's uh that's one of the key points about Sun and Fun is being able to actually get up to and close and personal to some of these airplanes and the people that fly them. That's the other cool thing. I mean, one of the things that I really enjoyed was sitting here with Lee Lauderback and the, the P-51 and finally decided I'm going to head on over there and try that out and uh, see what that flies like. And that's going to be, they say it's it's one of the best aircraft to fly. So I'm ex very, very excited about that. Vintage and Warcraft, like I said, that, that's kind of one of my things. I love old airplanes. B-25 is one of my favorites. You know, I used to volunteer on briefing time. Then I volunteered on uh, the uh, Devil Dog out in uh, Texas. And just, I saw Panchito was over here. And uh, one thing that I didn't realize, it looks so beautiful from the outside, but uh, it's one of the l loudest <laughs> World War II aircraft to actually be inside and fly. But uh, guys, you know, we only have a couple more minutes. We only have one more minute, really, till we go to the uh, night air show. And uh, I just want to, you know, I know you didn't get to say say much about uh, what you thought was, was uh, the thing that w really stood out today, but um, we, we kind of come up on a hard time this is not uh, this is a, a live podcast which means it's live radio but go ahead right. quick well, in two I'll, seconds I'll, i was just gonna say to larry and i get to talk on this all the time so it was great having all the guests tonight and being able to yeah let them share the mic and, and learn a lot you know it's two Absolutely. hours is just not enough for a stuck mike avcast episode open pod night which we hosted the other night was supposed to be i think an hour or two and wound uh, well went up being three hours and i'm wondering mr producer are we ready for the air show uh we will now it's time for the night air show here at sun and fun listen to it live 15 10 a.m or stream it on your device liveatc.net slash snf we'll talk to you next episode safe flying
You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Abcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production. Thank you.